letter of Paul to the Ephesians, Paul writes, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that, according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all of the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. The Word of the Lord. Have you ever taken the time to notice that the main part of what we do here together on Sunday mornings, it's called the Great Thanksgiving. The Eucharist is a great Thanksgiving. Notice it's not called the Great Shaming (laughs) or the Great Confession of all of our wretched sins. It is not called the Great Repentance or the Great Redemption. Nor is it called the Great Intercession or the Great Petition. It is not even called the great worship or the great time of prayer, the great time of praise. The heartbeat, the center of the Eucharist is gratefulness. The word itself, Eucharist, it literally means thanksgiving. That's where we get the word from. So church is about being rooted in thankfulness, thankfulness together. St. Thomas Aquinas, one of the greatest saints to ever walk this earth, he once wrote that religion, that icky, icky word (laughs) these days, religion, here's what he said, religion is supreme thankfulness or gratitude. In other words, religion is a great thanksgiving. Religion is not ultimately about our buildings or our music or our rituals, Religion is not ultimately about our traditions or our dogmas. Religion is not even ultimately about finding God or finding salvation. Rather, religion is about realizing that we've already been found by God, that we've already been redeemed. So it's about being thankful for what this loving God has already done for us. This is why one of Aquinas' students, Meister Eckhart, this is why he said that if the only prayer you say in your whole life is thank you, that would be enough. Gratefulness is always enough. It's always more than enough. As in the case of the feeding of the 5,000 people in the wilderness, 
Whenever we learn how to give thanks for what little we have, just as Jesus did, a multitude of people can be fed from that simple action. This amazing story in the Gospels is not about Jesus' ability to do a cool magic trick. It's not about his power to snap his fingers and say, abracadabra, and feed thousands of people. That's not what this story is about. This story is all about the contagiousness of gratitude, the overflowing of gratefulness. It's about realizing that what little we have is always more than enough whenever we offer it up in gratitude to God and whenever we are willing to share it with others. Whenever we become truly thankful for who we are and what we have and all that this life is for us, and whenever gratefulness becomes a sort of constant mantra for us, we find that this orientation to life, this ethos of appreciation, it has a way of bleeding over and out onto others. Whenever we go from a scarcity mentality, whenever we go from not being appreciative of the lives we have, where we always feel like we don't have enough, whenever we go from this to being grateful, to a gratefulness mentality, one where we are truly thankful for the lives that we have, not only does this mentality transform us, but it also impacts the lives of others around us. Why? Because we go from treating people as if they could somehow fulfill this scarcity that we feel inside of ourselves. We go from that to being thankful for their presence and all that they mean to us. In other words, we go from using them to genuinely appreciating all that they are to us. Gratefulness is the very thing that the saints are made of. Gratefulness is the quiet inner strength that empowers the saint to withstand any and everything that life throws their way. If the saint is oppressed by an enemy, even though it is an unpleasant experience, they still thank God for that experience because the experience itself has driven them further into the arms of God. It's caused them to reach out and to cry out to God all the more. And when the saint suffers from whatever ailment, they thank God for this experience, even though it is unpleasant, because they know that they are able to relate to Jesus' suffering on the cross all the more. The saint is a saint because they have discovered that they can turn everything into a great thanksgiving, which is why their spirits are so resilient. They always find something to be grateful for. In his letter to the Ephesians, St. Paul has written what is perhaps one of the most beautiful and deeply moving prayers of all time. He prays that Christ would dwell in our hearts, and he prays that we all would have the power to comprehend the breadth and the length and the height and the depth of something that surpasses all knowledge, the love of Christ. Did you catch that? St. Paul prayed that we all could come to the point where we could know that which is unknowable, that we all could come to a point where we could comprehend that which is incomprehensible. 
Even though he says that the full scope of Jesus' love is unknowable, he still prays that we would be able to comprehend the fullness of it nonetheless. So Paul prays that Christ may dwell in our hearts so that we can fully know the love of Jesus, which transcends all knowing, so that we may all be filled with the fullness of God. What a beautiful prayer. Paul's prayer is that we all would come to the point we were, where we are overflowing with the divine presence. In other words, St. Paul's prayer is that we all would become what Jesus is. His prayer isn't that we would simply imitate Jesus, doing the types of things that Jesus would do. Paul's prayer is that we all would incarnate God the way that Jesus does. But here's the thing. There's a crucial part that I have omitted so far. None of this can happen unless we are first strengthened in our inner being with power through the Holy Spirit, according to the saint. So in order to be filled with the fullness of God, we must first undergo an inner conditioning, if you will, an inner strengthening, an inner empowering. And what is this inner conditioning, this inner strengthening in the power of the Spirit? It's quite simple. It is gratefulness, gratitude. Whenever our hearts are genuinely thankful, our prayer lives, our spirituality, all of it is all radically transformed. My friends, I am willing to bet that for most of us, if we were to actually take the time to observe our prayers as we are praying them, we would probably discover that we spend way more time praying that God would do something for us than we do praying that we could simply have God for God's sake. In other words, most of us would probably discover that our prayer lives, in our prayer lives, we are pursuing the gifts more than the giver. And we aren't filled with the fullness of God because simply we aren't actually pursuing this, this fullness. We aren't actually asking for God, but the stuff that God likes to give. More joy, more money, more stability, more peace, more opportunities. We seek the gifts more than the giver when we pray. Years ago, whenever I first started to take my prayer life seriously, I embraced a popular form of contemplative prayer. I started praying what the Eastern Orthodox Church calls the Jesus Prayer. It goes, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. It was a mantra that I attempted to recite with every single breath, every single day. I'll admit this mantra, this prayer, it served me well for nearly a decade. I am so, so thankful for it and for the long and venerated history it has in the Eastern Church. But one day, while I was sitting through a Eucharistic service, the Great Thanksgiving, I came to the realization that this mantra was no longer going to be useful for me. I realized in the moment that I was still praying that God would do something for me, that God would show mercy toward me, 
a sinner. And as I walked back to my pew from the altar rail after receiving the Eucharist, I knew deep down that I no longer wanted the essence of my spirituality to be about asking God to do stuff for me all the time. That didn't need to be my mantra anymore. And I also realized that God had already shown all of the mercy towards me that I will ever need. So I needed, I don't need to keep asking for it all the time, right? It's already freely mine, already given. So I changed my mantra. That day, at the very end of the Eucharist, the great Thanksgiving, after the deacon had cried out, let us bless the Lord, and all of us in the pews responded with, thanks be to God, a fire was kindled in my heart. St. Paul prayed that we all would be strengthened in our inner being by the power, the dunamis of the Holy Spirit. This word for power, dunamis, it's the same word that we get dynamite from. An explosion of grace reverberated through my inner being. I had found my new mantra, my new prayer. Thanks be to God. Ever since then, I've known the truth behind Eckhart's words. If the only prayer you ever pray in your entire life is thank you, thank you, that would be enough. I invite each and every one of you to adopt a spirituality of gratefulness, if you haven't already, a practice that will root you deeply in gratitude. Let the final words of the liturgy of the great thanksgiving be as familiar to you as your every breath. In a moment, I'm going to invite you to practice this mantra of mine that I embraced years ago and have been practicing every day since. I'm inviting you to practice it with me for a few moments. And if it works for you, great. <laughs> you can thank your deacon for giving it to you, right? <laughs> uh, for causing you to respond with it. And if it doesn't work for you, that's more than okay. We're all wired differently. But I still, I encourage you to find another way where you can cultivate more gratefulness in your life, where your entire being can be a response of thanksgiving. As we enter into this short, it'll be short, time of meditation, I encourage you to breathe in, breathe in silence. And then breathe out the words, thanks be to God. Let these words of gratitude wash over you, baptizing your every thought and your every emotion. Let us now enter into the silence, into gratitude. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God.
Thanks be to God. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. If the only prayer you ever pray in your entire life, my friend, is thank you, that would be enough.